Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the world's greatest parenting podcast. This is Overly Honest Dad. I know it's a big claim to say this is the world's greatest parenting podcast, but trust me, I've listened to them all, so you don't have to, and they're all shit. We're the best. Um, you're probably wondering who I am if you've not heard us before. My name's Matt and I host this wonderful show and I'm joined inevitably by my two podcast pals, Magnus. Hi guys. And John. Hello, hello. How are we all doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too tired. Yeah. Very fucking tired. Yes. Well, Amen. we're still in some kind of lockdown life, and that life is hard. It, yeah. It's fair agreed. To say. Agreed. Um, so yeah, let, let me tell you or podcast pals out there in the world what we have in store for you today. Um, so we are going to be doing dad news to kick things off. Uh, this is where we give you uh, news that's happened in the last week of our lives as dads. Then we have dad masterclass, which is where we give you uh, a, a quick overview of a certain aspect of being a parent or just dad life in general. This week, Magnus is going to tell us about... Well, Magnus, why don't you tell us what your dad masterclass is for this week? My dad masterclass will be how to to puree to make a puree for your weaning baby and that's going to be very uh, of use for any dads to be out there um, or dads of newborn babies um, so and then we move on to the world of parenting where our boffin magnus gives us a science story and john gives us a story that is maybe not quite so science focused um, and then we round things off with am i being unreasonable where i've been we take downgraded from, from jester it's not a really funny story, so I decided not yeah, to be a jester true. this week. Yeah, that's true. It's um, true. It's true. So, but John is generally our jester. Uh, that is the role he fulfills on this show. Um, and and as he rudely interrupted me there, um, <laughs> I'll say that Am I Being Unreasonable is where we take some posts from Mumsnet and we give our opinion on whether or not the people are being unreasonable. So that's our that's uh, your agenda for this 27th episode of Overly Honest Dads. 27 is my lucky number, so I'm hoping this will be a good show. Um, so we're going to kick off with dad news and Magnus, you're going first, so why don't you take the floor? Well, I, as I said earlier on, I am bloody tired. So Romana woke up last Sunday, I think it was, um, with a really fucking gammy arm. Just out of nowhere, the, the day before she was fine, and then the next day she didn't have the use of her arm. Um, s serious pain, like mega, mega bad screaming pain. Um, and uh, sh the next day she saw a doctor, a physio, an osteopath, and has been referred on for an MRI and whatnot. Uh, and for this entire week, she's not been able to take care of Quinn. So I I've been uh, waking up in the morning with Quinn, um, feeding her, taking care of her during the day, um, bathing her and putting her to bed at night while also having a full-time job so it's not been every day she does have a babysitter now as i said before which is great however it has been the majority of the week uh and oh jesus christ like juggling those two things oh yeah ironically juggling is the thing that romana can't do if one of her arms is out of action oh that is harsh, but very true <laughs> i like it oh, so, so she's had so one of her arms has been out of action mm-hmm How's the other arm doing? Yeah, it's all right. Okay. Yeah. But it, it means that she can't really do much. She can't brush her hair. I have to do that for her. Um, she can't tie oh, bless. Like her, her hair into a ponytail with those, you know, those like those rubber band things that women have. I don't even know what they are, but I, I, I'm apparently, I need to know what they are now. Um, hair bands. Is, are the hair is. bands. That's the, I, I know what that is. Yeah, a hair band. Uh, Cute penis. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I had to tie a, 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 a woman's hair for the first time this week um and i gradually got better 
which is which is surprise surprise yeah she, yeah, made, she got you to do it 15 times until you did it properly I've, Pre- I'd imagine. pretty much and yep. there, there was there was a lot of anguish and she did not appreciate the first few times uh but uh, i got there in the end however as of today she it appears there's some progress she's able to Good. lift her arm up like a few inches and do something with it but you know, there, there's there, there's a good chance that I'm probably still waking up with Quinn tomorrow. We don't know how long this is going to go on until she has her MRI. Yeah. We don't know. But this really gave me an insight into taking care of a kid to that extent, which I haven't actually done before. So you've got to take into account single parents um, or par- yeah. parents without support that also do that all year round. And that is where a super dad, super mum comes from. That is seriously fucking intense. I have got bags under my eyes. I'm dead. I'm so drained. Uh, But yeah, thank fucking God I work from home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a blessing for sure. Um, Anything else of note happened this week, Magnus? Nothing. My week has been dominated by that. Okay, well, be sure to give our best to Romana. Uh, We wish her and her arm. All the very best, um, Thanks, and guys. you as well. Although it's probably not a bad idea for you to do some actual work in your life for a change, Magnus. So you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, especially six after you've off. essentially had like a six-month holiday. Um, so yeah, you know. yeah, it's true. So this is just karma coming back round. Um, John, yeah. what's been going on yeah. with you? So this week has been old man, old dad week for me. I had some serious back pains some serious old man back pains to the point that i have to go and see a physio i mean today i've been horizontal on cocodamol in pain and went to see an osteopath this morning i have not had pain like this in a while and it went out while i was running and all of a sudden i'm realizing that maybe age is starting to kick in and it's kind of pissing me off i'll be honest but it really my lower back completely went out and that pretty much took over the week because it started on tuesday and then pretty much the whole week i've been in pain and because i've been sitting on this bloody chair that i'm on now working it has not helped in the end Do i took you have today a good off. chair yeah it's a good chair but i think it's the way i sit i don't know if you guys can see i'm slouching a little bit and i think i'm, I'm doing it to myself really but uh but yeah so yeah, uh, completely wiped week of me being in pain, staring at the screen. Just yeah, not happy, not happy. Uh, are are you wearing a pink gown? Yeah, baby, silk pajamas and a pink gown, baby. Okay, all right, brave man. Yeah, it was an anniversary present from my wife a while ago as a joke, and I actually use it because it's quite warm when I'm in nice. the garage. It's not and, bad. and another question: this cocodamol, because Roman has been munching this regularly. Mate, so it's got you can't big old shit. Box. But what is that? So it's paracetamol and codeine. Yeah, correct. And um, and it what, stops it like? you shitting. It stops you shitting. So you get, you it's literally like backed up. It's oh, like a warm mate. hug. Yeah, it's it is. Like a warm it hug. is hug. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Call yeah. it that. You can see how Call people get addicted to opiates. Yeah. Right. Nice yeah, analogy. Yeah. A warm hug. A warm yeah. hug indeed. How about you, Matt? What's up with you this week? Uh, well, it's been a busy old week, um, but I do have some dad news that is slight, slightly tragic, I suppose. It didn't happen oh, to dear. me, oh, but yeah. it happened in the vicinity of me and Amelie when we were walking home from nursery. Um, so um, I, for uh, any anyone out there that doesn't know me, which, you know, hopefully is a majority of people listening. If there's only people that know me listening to this, that'd be quite sad. Um, but anyway, I live in Walthamstow in London. And um, although I live on the outer edges of Walthamstow, so you guys have come around my house a lot, the sort of streets where I live 
um, uh, quite wide because they're built fairly recently. But most of the streets near us are very sort of small, narrow streets where you've got a lot of sort of what would have been workers' cottages for people that worked in factories around the area yeah. years ago. So when I t- go to get Amelie from nursery, uh, we're walking along these very narrow streets and it being London, there's cars parked either on either side of the road and just enough space for one car to go down the middle. So I'm painting your word picture here of what's happening. Can I just add one thing to this? Is the Mm -hmm. roads where you live all over 20 mile an hour, absolute pain in the ass. You literally have to drive 20 mile an hour all around. Uh, but People don't I think there's a speed th- limit, though. no, they don't. But there is a safety thing to it, which I think is useful with a twenty, you know, with a twenty mile an hour speed limit. And yeah, uh, but yeah, exactly. So anyway, Emily and I are walking back from nursery one day and um there's some kids that play out in this particular road i'm not going to mention the road but there's some kids that always play out on this road and it's quite normal for me to walking down be walking down there and they're playing right in the middle of the road where cars come by and so amelie and i walking back and all of a sudden i hear an impact and then people screaming and i look behind me and a car has hit a young boy and yeah. the the driver of the car got out really quickly and said, oh, "I didn't see him coming. He just came out of nowhere." And we actually couldn't see the kid for a while. We looking we looked under the wheels of the guy's car, the guy who hit him, and the kid wasn't there. But about maybe between maybe ten feet away, under a different car, the kid was underneath it, um, underneath a stationary car. So he got hit by the impact and knocked underneath another car. Um, and no one around them had their phone on them. I imagine the driver did, but he didn't seem like he was going to hang around very long. And I'm not really sure what happened to him. I didn't keep up with him in, 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 in the panic, but as no one else had a phone on them, I phoned um, the emergency services and uh, called an ambulance and was on the phone to them for quite a while and trying to feed information about the kid and what he was doing. They were asking things like, you know, is he moving? Is he bleeding? Is he crying? Mm. Um, have Has anyone moved in? That kind of stuff. And then a couple of minutes in, Emily had the mother of all meltdowns she oh, just she couldn't keep herself together because she could tell i was stressed she could hear a lot of other people being stressed and she didn't have any frame of reference to put it you know to process mm. it and make sense of what was happening and so she just lost it entirely so i was trying to get wow. information from the family of the boy who'd been knocked over and lots of people had come out it seems like a lot of people on the street knew, knew each other so lots of people came out and were crowding around and yeah emily melting down me on the phone to emergency services it was a bad time yeah. Thankfully, I think the, the boy? kid was okay. The boy would have been about uh, four or five, I think. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Damn. And he, I think he did just literally come out of nowhere. I don't think the driver could have done a great deal about it. And so one of the reasons I mentioned this isn't just to tell a morbid story, but it's actually something that's been playing on my mind a lot with Emily now that she is of an age where sometimes we walk places without taking the pushchair. Like today, we walked home from nursery without the pushchair and she just held my hand or I've carried her part of the, part of the distance. Um, and so now that this is happening, I'm starting to care a lot more about road safety and trying yeah. to instill some of the basics in Emily. And sometimes Alex, my wife, gets she seems a lot more relaxed about this than me but i kind of think if you're going to be strict about something road safety is a thing to be strict about because the last thing you ever want is for there to be any um well you you only need to make a a mistake once for it to have a permanent um consequence so a bit morbid this dad news but i thought it was worth recounting because it happened um uh, didn't directly involve me or amelie but um it certainly you know taught me a lesson and hopefully it's one of those situations where you can learn from other people's mistakes rather than letting your you know your own kids make them themselves respect the speed limit people absolutely goodness me i've had uh, quinn run out in the road once we have very very quiet and 20 mile per hour roads 
it, the whole fucking borough is 20 miles per hour, which you were complaining about, John. Um, and But it's useful. I mean... It is. It is. If you get hit with a car that's going at 20, then you're, you're likely to be okay-ish as opposed to 30. Uh, and she fucking just like pulled her hand away from me and ran out in the road. And there, there's no cars. However, if there was one... You know what? What could have happened? Goodness me! I know. I know that kids at that age are made of rubber, but it's besides the point. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's scary. You know, I, I can't. I can't even begin to imagine what the parents of that child oh, w- w- were feeling. That that's that's a heavy story, Matt. That that is yeah, that, is. that is really heavy. Normally, I'm it's sorry a fun podcast, but yeah, um, well, <laughs> there you go. You know, we, serious it, subject. It, it was dad. It's news that happened to me as a dad and impacted on my life as a dad. So yeah, big my time. dad news. Deal with it. Is she okay? um, <laughs> no? No. Jokes aside, is she okay though, Emily? After that, is she? Oh, yeah, was she yeah, How yeah, long did yeah, it take for yeah. her to calm down? Um, she was pretty much fine. I mean, at this age, they it's hard to know what they take in and what what they yeah. just kind of what bounces off them. Um, mm. But everything's fine as far as I can no, tell. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Great. So awesome. this is where we take the first brief break of this podcast. When we come back, Magnus is going to tell us about uh, purees and weaning. Uh, this is going to be exciting stuff, everyone. So join us in just a moment for Magnus's Dad Masterclass. Welcome back to Avery Honest Dads. Um, so now it's time for Dad Masterclass. And Magnus is taking this week's Masterclass. So Magnus, take us, take it away. Right. So I wanted to discuss with you good people how to make a puree for your weaning baby. Now, before you make that puree, it's important to wait for signs of readiness uh, in your kid. So usually they'll tell you. That's a joke. That's a joke. They're not going to tell you. So signs will include. That's a shit did, joke. Did, did that joke? Dro- I, I flipping loved it when I when I, I came up with it on the toilet. Sitting upright for a minute <laughs> oh. or so. Um, they can coordinate their hands and mouth. They don't have the the reflex for spitting food out as well. Um, uh, so that's generally around the five, four, five, six month mark. Um, I think the NHS says to do it from six months, but you know it, it's kind of up to you. Uh, now there are different types of weaning. Um, there's one puree with food uh, are gradually beginning to become more viscous and then more te- uh, textured. Uh, there's baby led weaning which i think we've, we've heard of before where you mm-hmm. give them everything uh, in soft bite-sized pieces and they pick and choose and the third way is a combination of both okay now a, a method for for preparing um the the, the the food for them is is you get two or three very very simple ingredients for example uh, carrots or peas okay and then uh, you leave a few sting pieces of the same ingredients to, for them to explore and to chew on uh, at, uh, uh, to the side of, of the puree and from there on you progress now it's good to start with fruits and vegetables at, at around that age uh, six months um, they, they start slowly to figure out what works for them uh, and then from there you can you know start to get more adventurous now uh, Something to point out as well, depending upon what you're doing, if you're breast, if breastfeeding or you're formula feeding, because formula and breast milk is kind of sweet, babies tend to like sugary food, like fruit or sweet vegetables. You know, it's it's just the way their palate develops. Um, so it's important to throw in maybe some more bittery foods in there. Could be I, I don't know Brussels sprouts, uh, uh, broccoli, is that fruit. 
Uh, oh no, oh, vegetables. Fruits. Sorry, uh, fr- like fruit or sweet vegetables. Right, is is what they 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 tend to like. But um, you you can throw in uh, mainly vegetables to to bitter things up. Now, uh, going over to the actual process of pureeing, uh, one of Quinn's favourite combinations was carrot, parsnips, and broccoli, and we would chop it into stick pieces. Bung it into a steam blender, so you get these little blenders. I think I think we got it from Woucher even. It was like twenty eight quid, something like that. It was a blender that also steamed the food. It ended up blowing itself up after about four months, so we we, we left that to one side. But if you don't have this, you can use a microwave steamer um, or one of these metal basket things. If you search on Amazon, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, And then you you can just go at it with a hand blender, okay? Um, Now, for the same preparation, you can take out the unblended pieces that you've steamed to use as exploration food. And that whole period is a whole load of fun for them. It's new. The first time you give a baby puree and they you put it in their mouth or close to their mouth out their tongue will probably start out go to lick it they'll be like oh this is disgusting but then they'll start to try it like mm, mm, this is interesting uh it, it, it's a whole load of fun it's a whole load of really really messy fun um but yeah that's how you, so, you puree food. curiosity or see if you know why do you steam and not boil vegetables for babies in particular, well, with with, with steaming, apparently, um, it stops the denaturing of of, of enzymes. Man, proteins. you are the boffin. You are the boffin. That's no, no, exactly no, no. the reason no. why. That is exactly the is reason. That, why. Is that what it is? Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember that. From they some lose time minerals ago. and uh, and a few things when you boil them. They sort of go in the water. Whether if you steam them, it all stays in the vegetable. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's good to steam and it's very very easy to steam if you get yeah, that, yeah, that, that thing that i was telling you about just look look for flipping i don't know manual steamer or something it's like a five if not less and it, it opens up like a satellite dish and you just bung yep. it in to uh, a pot or you can get like a rice you know like the five pound rice uh cook rice steamers that you put into the microwave yep. you can also use that um and it works just as well uh so you know have some fun go crazy with the combinations it's it's a time for them to explore give them the opportunity to to find out what they like um and then you can take take things take things from there um yeah because when it gets does to she still year, like i was about to say actually does she still like the puree stuff now or not no no past no, the year no 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 way no way there has to be there has to be some texture to it uh and one of the things that she likes now is a. Uh, um a uh, chicken on a bone and she really really goes for it on there really? yeah she loves it oh, wow. so she likes meat providing there's there is uh, so she likes meat providing it's on the bone my kids do not like meat apart from salami they don't like meat at all they're really against it for really reason. it's the vegan in them <laughs> apart from the well, salami. where did that come from was that was that from Elisa? Um, I have no idea. They just they just never liked it. Uh, no, no, she's a pure meat eater, but they just never liked um just never liked meat for some okay, reason. Okay. There we are. Um and I've tried, you know, bought crackling and chicken and turkey, all sorts of things. So they just don't like it. They like KFC. 
Um, but that's a different story because that's just really unhealthy and salty. But that's a yeah, it's it's yeah. the salt that does it for them. Well, look, I, I'm 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 probably the person from from our little group that um, eats the less meat and arguably the most masculine. Uh, and my kid uh, doesn't like meat. Oh no, she loves meat. Uh, Romana loves meat, so it's it's one of those things. We're we're just hoping that she doesn't have my. I don't uh, eat that much meat, to be fair. So fuck. Oh, okay. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> we're, we're just hoping that she doesn't have my narrow kind of palate. And that, yeah. that's what you don't you, want. Well, you just a singular taste of just a bunch of things and that's it. Or... Yeah, kind of. I'm allergic to quite a few things as well. And oh, Quinn right. doesn't appear to be allergic to anything. She flipping just munches everything. But she's starting to get picky. And I think like we're, we're, we're wondering whether or not it's part of her journey of being a toddler. Because toddlers mm-hmm. can, you know, th- this is where this is where a lot of, of issues with foods develop you yeah. know is 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 at this age and we're hoping yeah, that giving them the options exactly we're, we're hoping it's not it's not something which is um caused by or you know genetic or or otherwise it, it, it it's just part of the journey and she won't actually be yeah because R- romana can yeah can... you you want you want her to be a fruitarian but it's not going to happen is it <laughs> well i i'm okay with the, her eating <laughs> everything i just don't want her to have the kind of pickiness that i that i have unfortunately yeah, yeah. that's fair enough what about you, Matt? What's what's sort of what's your weaning process like? What did you go from foods? Um, was it pure? Well, I think we covered it on the podcast because it was around. I think it's around the time oh, we yeah, started we doing it. But we did baby led weaning, and so okay, we just gave her enough. food and she ate it. And she pick and choose. Uh, well, it's not like we gave a lot of options. We just put food in front of her and she ate it. I mean, certainly my experience with it demonstrated that it wasn't something you really had to think that much about. You have to think about what food's going to be suitable and make sure that there's no choking hazards. But aside from that, there was no there's no complication, no fuss. We just started giving her food one day. It there weren't really any hitches to speak of. It was really straightforward. Cool. Now, Magnus, do you have any any more for us as part of that masterclass, or is that you done? It is super simple. Just get get some vegetables, steam them and blend them, and give them to your baby. Or get a Big Mac, put that in a blender. Put it in a sippy cup, mix it with some apple juice. Lovely. <laughs> Absolutely. Or Bob's your mother's brother. No. Give them Ribena, pie. but don't dilute it. Oh, yeah, that's that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, brilliant tip. Thank you there, Magnus. So uh, we're going to take another brief break now, and when we return, it's time for the world of parenting. So join us for that in just a moment. <laughs> Welcome back to the 27th episode of Overly Honest Dads. So it's time for the world of parenting. Uh, this is where our boffin, Magnus, gives us some kind of science story. And John, who for this week is not a jester, will give us a slightly different kind of parenting story. Uh, so Magnus, tell us what your story is for this week. Right. Thank you very much. Now, a new report from UNICEF and Pure Earth, if you've not heard of them before, they're a non-profit dedicated to solving pollution problems in low and middle income countries they make the claim that 800 million children today are still exposed to lead poisoning okay now really yeah 800 million i know it's that's exactly what i thought as well now humans have got a long and colorful history with lead going back to antiquity as with most metals it's found in ore Uh, lead's most common ore is called galena which is also a source of silver so you can imagine in the pursuit of silver there's usually a lot of lead which is left over now lead is one of those insidious substances that 
uh, if you have a lot of long-term exposure to, it's rewarded with experiencing its toxicity in the form of severe damage to the brain and kidneys, which in a lot of cases, unfortunately, is lethal. It's an extremely toxic yep. metal, so don't lick it. Now, with that being said, lead has found a hell of a lot of usefulness in things like weights, uh, lead glass, radiation protection, ammunition, pigments, storing of corrosive liquids, and also in cars. Okay. Now, on a yeah. tan tangential but relevant point, or related point, should I say, in the early 1900s, uh, there was a scientist called Thomas Midgley. I'm sure I've brought him up before. Um, he ended up being recognized as the organism that had the single greatest negative impact on the entire planet ever in 4.5 billion years. Uh, he developed CFCs that destroyed the ozone layer, and he also developed leaded gasoline, which reduced the IQ of... Yeah everyone on the planet good good going uh now once we figured out that lead was causing all of us to be fucking thick we got rid of it however not in car batteries that was really really useful okay now the report from unicef and pure earth goes on to claim that car batteries that are not recycled responsibly uh are a major com contributor to this problem as are things like uh water pipes I, I know for a fact that my, my mum still has leaded water pipes, which explains a lot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, for sure. That's my I know, up. I know. Um, uh, paint, there's lead in paint, uh, which I, I know a lot of companies have tried to, to get rid of, but there are some applications for it. Um, contaminated spices, which really, uh, really, really surprised me. And, and also makeup, all of which will fuck you up. Um and uh, 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 one of the researchers, uh, Grodelli Villanger from from um, PRF, said, "This is concerning." Mm -hmm. No, really, surprise, surprise, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, watch out for that stuff. Uh, we're all making yeah. our kids dumb. It's still about lead is bad. What more can be said? Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, thanks for that, Magnus. Damn. John, tell us your story. Cool. So my story, um, surprisingly enough, for once, is not just a funny story, but quite um, on a serious side on the, on the whole gender equality aspect, which, I've, you know, is quite interesting. And Matthew, once again, um, thank you for organizing this and finding the my article. My pleasure. Um, <laughs> so uh, the title of the article is Dad Furious After Being Told to Leave Parents' Room Because It's Just for Mums. So Josh Anderson has been left feeling absolutely furious after he was told to get out of a parent's room because of his gender. The father who lives, who lives in New Zealand was confronted by a woman when he tried to take his five-month-old daughter Vienna to the baby changing room um, in a shopping mall in, uh, in Auckland. The parent uh, simply wanted to change his daughter's nappy uh, during a, a shopping trip, but was told the space was just for mums. It's quite interesting because it shows a picture of the sign of on the door and it shows parent-child toilet, but it shows two female uh, symbols on the uh, on, on the outside. And that's what the, the mum was thinking or using as a reasoning. Now, this is quite interesting overall. I think it's just, uh, and, I, and this is not a, you know, a mum's net post, but I, I just think it takes the piss though if it's a baby's changing room it doesn't matter the gender your parent is a parent mm -hmm. in my opinion you're allowed to go in that's my view and I, I, I don't see people taking the right to tell people to fuck uh, off I'm gonna because guess of their gender it was a woman's uh, women's bog as well right <laughs> 
No, it wasn't a women's bog. It was a it was a parent room. It wasn't a women's bog. It was a separate. Well, that's room fucking stupid. Mm. But th- is, then again, he, yeah. he's got he's got a five month old. He's probably not feeling as as confident as 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 most people. Yeah. You know, he's probably been battered from having a five month old as well. Um, so he couldn't challenge it. Yeah. If that was me now, I would be like, I'm planting myself like a fucking tree, changing my kid. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. The, the, and and again. Uh, it's just annoying because we keep talking about fairness right left and center but fairness of parents parents of parents no matter the gender so just let them do what they need to do in in the spaces provided i mean it's this is ridiculous in my opinion but uh but yeah interesting article so thanks no, my pleasure my pleasure and I, yeah i thought it was relevant um so one thing it reminded me that recently i was talking to um alex about when uh Amelie gets potty trained so my daughter's named Amelie and she it's not that long till she she'll she'll be potty trained I think we're going to start trying it soon she's nearly two and when she is potty trained and and using a toilet when I'm out and about I mean at least the way I remember it from when I was young is that dads who had daughters would take the daughters into the bloke's toilet and put them in take him into a cubicle but Alex told me I should go into the women's toilet and 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 take out nah, you'll get yeah, shot and mate. Like, for some reason i'm not sure if my wife's just crazy or thick um but uh but yeah no she's neither of those things she, she's well, she wants you dead maybe uh, she's know. wonderful but yeah i'm, I'm not i'm not going to take her into i'm not going to take my daughter into a, a, a woman's toilet did you just, just call your your wife thick lazy or thick Oh, lazy or thick wow and then retracted because he remembers she listens to the she's podcast listened once. Uh, alex would <laughs> not have that I know she would not have. Oh that. no, no, she'd have my guts for garters, um, and as well she should, because I shouldn't disrespect my wife on something we put out into the Indeed. world. Indeed, sorry, Alex. Indeed, I'm Indeed. really sorry. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> we're going to take a very brief break now. When trousers, when say we what? return, uh, it's going to be time for am I being unreasonable? So hold on to your hats, listeners out there. Uh, we're going to be back in a few short moments. Welcome back to the final segment of this episode of Overly Honest Dads. And as regular listeners will know, it's time for Am I Being Unreasonable? Um, So we're going to get right into it today. And the first post is from someone called The Jessica Clark. I'm guessing her name is Jessica Clark. And her post is titled, Am I Being Unreasonable to Ask You to Pray for Donald and Melania? And the post just says, please. So to give you some context, listeners, today's date is the 2nd of October. And this morning we all woke up to the news that Donald and Melania Trump have COVID-19. Celebration. What do we think? So uh, it's not nice to wish bad on anyone. Okay. Uh, But the guy that doesn't wear masks and has taken corona very lightly even though it's a very serious uh situation and two hundred thousand people in the u.s have died of it um i think this is just karma so in a way this lady needs to shut up about praying for for, for trumpy mm-hmm. okay so on to the next one so the next thread is by a poster called where's the fire and the title is shouted at in Lidl," which is something Ooh. that no one wants i mean you know, Lidl's fine. I don't mean to be disparaging about Lidl, but you don't want to be shouted at when you're there. Anyway, the post reads as follows. Yeah. This morning, I went to Lidl. I had a shopping, shopping Lidl, trolley Lidl. full. I had a shopping trolley full and queued up behind a lady. I didn't put anything on the belt and kept back. An elderly gentleman was behind me with three or four items in a basket. He had a walking stick, so I asked him if he wanted to go in front of me. He thanked me and put his shopping on the belt. 
He was at least one metre away from the lady in front, and we all had masks on. Well, the woman went ballistic, shouting at us, wagging her finger, shouting at us to keep away, and don't we know there's a virus about, it's not funny, etc, etc. I'm afraid I shouted back, saying if she's that worried, maybe get her shopping delivered. I felt so sorry for the gentleman. He didn't know what had hit him. What do we think? Mag, I'll let you go first. No, no, I'm very keen to hear your thoughts, John. I you are storing them you up. You see, I, I, no, you know what it is? It's, it's the fact that this level of paranoia is there and people live with it and the stress level because of Corona in people's lives is very high. So I, I feel for the lady that lost it and I feel for the other people. I just think it's a very stressful time. I, I do agree with the lady. Get your shopping online. We get our shopping online. I don't have to go into Sainsbury's because to be honest, it pisses me off when people don't wear masks. Um, but, you know, that's my, my issue and I order it and get it home uh home delivered i but yeah again it's it's a stressful time man it's a very stressful time for everybody so i i can't blame one side or the other because the paranoia is, is there because of corona people are scared are literally in fear of this thing yeah i i gotta agree with john it, it, it's hey for, yeah, once. for once i fucking agree with him it, it is it's it's a ridiculous type it's anxiety inducing in inducing it is just having so much paranoia about just walking about in 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 the street and just being around people you yeah. know even if you are at a, a social distance from them um it causes people yeah. to act and think very weird things uh, so i i i get it i get it okay yeah. so our next post is what do you um, think matt out of curiosity I, I think you probably encompassed my thoughts in, in what you guys said there so well I look don't at think that it's a great deal that i could add to that um Hey, so we're united from The next post is from once. a poster called Keep Going 88. And the post thread is, am I a bitch? The post reads as follows. Probably. A few times recently, my husband has been saying he never cries, but today I made him cry. I've wondered if he's depressed, but he doesn't seem to think so. Although I think it's a lot to do with the constant working from home he is now stuck with. I'm so busy with work and kids, often coming home to the house being in an actual state and just spending most of my free time cooking and cleaning. I've been encouraging him to go out, stay the night as parents, who he gets on well with, uh, just to get him a break from being in our house, but also from me. Tonight he told me in front of the kids to stay away from him when I half joked it may be because he's had enough of childcare as he had the kids today for a bit whilst I worked. The thing is, he often goes out. In fact, he just went swimming on his own whilst my son had his swimming lesson. He just said, how about a little bit of emotional support? So I said, fine, I'll have the kids just do what you need to do. And then he's dropped off. The thing he finds overwhelming, like watching the kids for a few hours, I do regularly. And I feel I just have to get on with it. I just don't know if I'm being harsh or uh, on him or he needs to man up a bit. I'm sat here crying and feel really lonely and like I've done something wrong. I find life hard, but I'm just trying to get on with it as best as possible. I came back from work and there were fingerprints all over the walls and food everywhere. Nothing had been tidied away or clean, no dinner made. And he was just like, oh my God, it's been so hard. I just need to rant. I think it's the sounds of depression on both ends there, to be honest. Yeah, it sounds like things are a breaking point, doesn't mm -hmm. it? It really does. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an example of where your domestic life can become all consuming that if you don't put it into perspective or have... I've, I have either an outlet or someone to help you out, then it, you know, it can just get yeah. on top of you. This is yeah, why definitely. I say it's a really good idea to, to join a gun club. 
Jesus Christ, Magnus. <laughs> you, you fucking nutcase. Uh, by the way, we, very we, oh boy. Uh, listeners, we do not condone guns. No, we don't well, condone well, guns. Well, I, I kind of do, no. I guess, a little bit. I do like them. Yeah. Sort of. No, but jokes aside, I mean, I, I think us doing this podcast has helped the three of us during lockdown. I have to be honest, I think us having this let out has been great. And I think a lot of people don't have the the, the break. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like both of them are under a lot of pressure. Again, I do think this COVID thing has put people under a ton of pressure. Um, and couples and families, because you're now, you know, let's say before you were taking your kid to, you're living in, in London, you're in a two-bedroom flat, tiny two-bedroom flat somewhere in, in London. You were taking your kid to nursery and all the rest of them. And then all of a sudden, both of you are working from home. You've got the kid there. It's a small space. It's sm- I mean, the stress levels go through the roof in lockdown. And I, I think that has really impacted a lot of people. And I feel for people like this. I really do. I'm, so- I'm sounding really, really nice this week. I, 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 I should call this, this woman a bitch, but I don't feel... I don't think it is, a, it is a, confusing me. Right you are being to... very, very I'm being tolerant. very, very nice, reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm being reasonable. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, man? No, no, fuck, fuck Karen. That's okay. Nice. And Stacey. Okay. Hello, okay, well, Stacey. I've got a Karen post for you next. So, yes. Oh, I think it's kind of Karen esque. So, let's see. But this is going to be the last one for this week. Um, am I be- the poster is called Banking Switch. And the post is titled Am I Being Reasonable to Be Angry with My Husband Who Booked My Flu Shot? Being at my desk since 7 a.m. I go to the toilet for 10 minutes this afternoon to find my husband has booked my flu shot for a time I did not want. Phone rang, he picked up and it was sur- the surgery on behalf of the NHS to book this year's flu shot for me. He had the to- choice of two appointments, 9am and 10.30am. He booked the second one. I always make medical appointments for first thing if I have a choice. He knows this. If there was no choice in appointment, I could accept that, but there was. Also annoyed because I'm a high-risk patient, and now another 20 people will have been through the room I have to use before I even get there. He says it will be fine. He's so (laughs) laid back all the time. He thought we could just go for a walk afterwards if we went later. I'm more interested in not catching COVID right now. Am I a happy, uh, I'm happy to hide out from COVID and flu, but I don't like having to go into situations like this. Am I being unreasonable? You, you know, go, if, if you said this to me 10 years ago, I'd be like, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. But now I'm in a relationship and people have nuances which you, you need to accommodate in a relationship. <laughs> like no, no, that... No. Is perfectly reasonable. No, no, no that no, is perfectly no, no, reasonable. No, no, yeah, no. Pe- people. Why don't you fucking call the place herself then? For fuck's sake, she don't fucking like what no, you're doing. I, and fucking I call think it yourself. that is perfectly you, reasonable. If that's her routine, there you go. I'm back. But if that's her routine, guys, then you you accommodate that. Like you, you're not going to say to me if one of your partners does something with regularity, you go against. But it I'm not my wife's secretary. For the rest either. of the humanity, it doesn't. It, it's perceptively retarded. No, come on! You must, you must agree with that. No, I, I disagree. I, I again, it, it, this particular item is a secretarial job. She can fucking do it herself if she doesn't like the way I do it. Simple as, <laughs> and she can just fucking if she'd like, like. All right, fuck. fine, so be it. She can fuck and, off. That's all I say. To be fair, we'll agree to, to be disagree. Fair, the vast majority of the denizens of Mumsnet are saying that she is unreasonable. She's overthinking it. She can book it herself if she wants Woo-hoo. to. So Magnus. Mum's net says you're wrong and you're stupid. Uh, am I whipped? And Normie John agrees with Mum's net. 
Oh, here we are. Okay. Well, that is the end of this episode. So thank you, everyone out there, for listening to us. Uh, we really do appreciate your time and your attention and for letting us come into your ears. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 no, an it's a goodie. Um, so if you feel like reaching out to us, you can do exactly that. And I'm going to tell you how. You can send us an email and you can send that to overlyhonestdads at gmail.com. That's overlyhonestdads at gmail.com. Send us questions, comments, abuse, feedback, whatever you want. We'll gratefully receive it. Um, you can also check out some questionable memes that John posts on Instagram. That's at overlyhonestdads. You can also listen to us on youtube if that's your thing if you want to sit in the background of your day up on your computer screen on your laptop screen then you can do that the option's there just go to youtube put in overly honest dad so you'll be able to find us um i think that's all the housekeeping so that means that all that's left for me to do is to thank magnus my pleasure thanks guys to thank john thank, thank you myself Matthew. thank you me and uh, we'll see you again next time for more overly honest dads in the meantime take care be good to yourselves and to each other bye